Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Maddie LaBarber. Maddie is a bass player out of San Diego, California, and has been involved in a couple different bands that I'm huge fans of. Uh, one being the Surefire Soul Ensemble, and uh, the other is like multiple bands. It's the Redwoods Music Group or Review. No, those are their shows they do. In any case, uh, the there it's a music label. It's a record label that has Danny Bell and the Tarantist and uh, uh, the Midnight Pine, Cardinal Moon, Rebecca Jade. There's much, much more that I'm totally forgetting. Bertie Bardot, I remember that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, amazing, uh, amazing group of musicians and talent, and Maddie is a part of that as well. Um, I was super honored to have him on the show and very honored for him to share some music uh, off of his upcoming release that he has coming out soon. Uh, There was no definitive date, so don't be mad at me that I didn't remember the date, because there was no definitive date, as you'll hear. But before we do that... Let's uh let us talk about randommystique.com, okay? We're, we're, uh, go to randommystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and check out the new album, 1018. I had the honor of penning a few of the songs alongside of my beautiful wife, Raina Mystique. Um, in fact, uh, sort of a tie-in to today's guest, Maddie LaBarber, who's worked with the Surefire Soul Ensemble, who records all their music at the kitchen too? Who uh, the engineer there is Tim Felton, who is well the mastermind behind Surefire Soul Ensemble, uh, who also recorded our album 1018. So here you go, and, and Kevin Bacon's in there somewhere too. So uh, <laughs> go to rainofmystique.com and check out 1018 and and check out uh, Experience Rain of Mystique. Because that's all of our our upcoming acoustic duo dates where you can get a physical copy of the album. You can stream it on Spotify and all your favorite streaming apps. Also, go check out WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. It is the newly redesigned website where, I mean, there's things up there and there's stuff going on. It's very scrollable and very new-ish. Uh, my my wife made a mistake. She helped me redesign it, so it's uh, I'm proud of it. It looks nice, and and I'm working on it, and I might update the calendar this month. I don't know. I don't understand why it needs to take uh, four fucking hours to fill out a month's worth of dates on your fucking website. So you know that might be something they might look into streamlining a bit, but whatever you know. Anyway. <laughs> You can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking, how you're feeling. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, 
Spotify, wherever you get your uh, your your podcast, leave a review, share the podcast if you want. You know, it's free country man. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at We Speak English Good, and on Facebook by the same name. Go figure. Anyways, that is enough on me. Oh shit! One more thing: if you're in the Toledo area this weekend, Green Acres Session is playing. At the Dirty Bird in Toledo, Ohio. So come check that out. I think that's right. You can go to Green Acres Sessions on Facebook. You just type it in. We'll come right up. You can find out. Okay, come on. Let's get into Maddie here. I'm sorry I'm going on and on. Uh, Maddie LaBarber, everybody. It's all my fault because I didn't have the volume on my recorder fucking up because, well, you know, I'll just blame it on it's early. It's yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's too it's too early. Noon we'll is too early. Yeah, we're back to musician tech. No, so so you're getting older and 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 you're just your internal clock is just like I'm fucking awake now. Here I am. Yeah, bro. dude, doesn't it doesn't matter like what time I go to bed, you know? So sometimes, you know, you, you have a gig or something, you go to bed at like get home at like two or something, you know? Yeah, and totally. I'm still awake at like eight in the morning, you know? <laughs> oh my God, for sure. Like you get home from a gig, you're absolutely juiced and like, like you, you, you just have all this adrenaline pump in and especially if it was like a really good night where there's like a lot of crowd interaction, like everybody was like really feeling it and you're just like, oh shit, you know, you're just, it can be a little overwhelming and then you come home to your quiet house and then you're just <laughs> awake until the sun rises oh, and, yeah. and then you have to do it all again the next fucking day, possibly right. all day long. <laughs> well, so you, and the thing is, man, like, so always, you know, I get home from a gig too. I want to, you know, I want to take a shower. Um, mm. And uh, that wakes me up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're all sweaty from, you know, yeah. doing your thing. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah, so, so that's then I'm like, then I'm like wide awake, you know, that's a, it's a good problem to have though, man. I know a lot of people that, that probably would love to have gigs to complain about, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, but it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a hazard of the job because sleep yeah. is important. And, and, uh, when you're, when you're, uh, constantly draining yourself every night, like, cause I mean, it takes a lot to, to go up there and put everything you got into it and then, you know, you no sleep and then you got to do it all again all weekend or all week or however it may be. It, it's exhausting. Right. And, and that can, that can, you know, it's dangerous as well. Yeah. It's physically dangerous. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think it's a real complaint and it's a real issue to to think yeah. about, you know, as especially as a musician, someone who works constantly. Uh, so, how do you sort of circumvent and uh, uh, make up for those uh, for the time that you sort of don't get to sleep? What what is it? what do you do? Just caffeinate? Yeah, I guess so. Overcompensate and caffeinate. Overcompensate and caffeinate, baby. That's how we're doing That's it. That's what I do. No, you know what I mean? I, geez, I wish I had a better strategy than I do. No, uh, I mean, that's my strategy. I'm not, I'm not doing yeah, anything I, different, so what bro. I, do is I run on the and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll crash and people will be like, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
and, and that sucks because that's like like there has to be a better way than the oh, inevitable yeah, like like burnout because that's like that's not i mean like so how 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 do you think that you approach that how do you i mean just thinking ahead a little bit uh how, how do you think that that you would co- go about that uh once well so i definitely like i'm i'm getting a little bit better about planning things out ah. like as far as like what i have to do you know the next day or what i have to do that day mm-hmm. um before i used to like i was just yeah i'd just go and then you get in the car and then you go play and then you you know like i, I teach too i teach music and and so a lot of times you know i start early in the morning man because yeah. that's when people want to come <laughs> they want to come i say yes you know so um i'm getting a little bit more strategic about yeah like Okay, well, I know I'm going to be out till till two or two thirty, so probably shouldn't do a nine a.m. lesson the next day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, whereas before, I would just be like, oh, "Well, I'm really tired." Right. So. <laughs> well, and and I think I think that comes with probably what experience and like because I, I feel like when you start how long have you been like a, a are you're a full-time musician you teach and you you play gigs and stuff that that's yeah. all you do correct yes okay so how long have you been doing that uh so i guess um it's a good question i'm bad with like timeline so well i mean I, and like i guess i can okay go ahead i'm so sorry no, no, I'd say five plus years at least, you know. Where you're just doing full time music, uh, like you're not you're not supplementing your income at like a job and then doing it like you are full in, uh, yeah, five years now. Yeah, sweet. It's been four for me, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which hey, is, man. which is an accomplishment. It's a fucking it's accomplishment, true, man. man. And especially um, especially out in San Diego. Uh, I was I was doing that hustle a couple of years ago until I moved to Ohio. But I, I know what that hustle is where you have to come up with this exorbitant amount of money every month to just exist yeah. in a city. Um, so, yeah. like, you have to – you're always in motion. And, yeah. uh, and, and And there's no real, like, slowing down. There's no real days off. You're just constantly grinding and, right. and, and overcompensating and <laughs> caffeinating. Yeah. It, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, for sure. That's why, like, I mean, I say I'll turn – you know, I'll, I'll – I turn down 9 a.m. lessons, but sometimes I don't, you know? Right, I mean? right. Well, yeah, sometimes the, the, the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like, well, well let's uh, see what and three that's, hours sleep me can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because you're just pushing through. And and now, um, you know, like, there's sometimes where, where I'll take gigs where it's like, oh, shit, like, I need to cover this bill <laughs> and yeah. i'm gonna have to take it but but the 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 cool thing i think is that you have that choice right like you can be like well i'm not gonna do right. that to myself and and i feel like at first like probably when you first started you were just sort of grasping for whatever sort of came your way or was it a little more natural and organic than that uh well you know it's weird because it was never like a plan for me <laughs> You know what okay. I mean, well, it, it really just happened. So organic. Yeah, that's but awesome. I, I definitely do more. Uh, I, I take on a lot of students so that I can be a little more choosy about my gigs. Yes. Um, I'd say if, you know, so like I don't I'm really not um, I'm not big into like uh, doing kind of like cover band stuff, right. which 
I mean, I have a lot of respect for people that do, and that's how you make like pretty decent loot. Um, but it's just not, uh, it's not something that interests me. So, uh, if you are, um, if you're gigging full time, you end up doing a lot of that, which is, again, it's cool, but it's hard for me to get behind something that I don't really like. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're just playing other people's music night after night for people who right. may or may not give a shit. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah. I get it. And, and I mean, with teaching, that's the same thing. I know other people that are like, dude, I don't know how you teach, but like mm -hmm. I get a little satisfaction out of like the personal interaction and, and yeah, I show them songs that I don't care for, but um, watching them get it and be excited about it is, is cool for me. Yeah, exactly. That, that turns into the motivation to keep doing it and, and expanding on it. I mean, um, so, so then you started as a teacher and a gigger and then, and so where, where were you? Let's back up a little bit. So, like, do you right. have music in your family? Do you come from a musical lineage, or is it just you? How is it working? In well, so so it's interesting, man, because my my dad is actually a really good uh, guitar player, oh. um, and uh, and my brothers are also really musical. You know, uh, my nieces are are really good singers, and you know what I mean. It's but like I didn't grow up that way. Um, my, you know, we had four kids, so my dad, like, you know, worked right, <laughs> and right, right. so, so, uh, he, you know, every once in a while would bust out the guitar and just play like, you know, one night and just play for hours, you know what I mean? But he wasn't like playing every day, but now he does, you know? Oh, so, like, that's rad. Yeah. Okay. So like later it came back around to my family being very musical and we all play together, but oh. like, I didn't really grow up that way. It was kind of like you know, me in my room. And then I had like, um, buddies in my neighborhood that liked to play. So it was more like that was my musical family. And now my family is musical, <laughs> my <laughs> actual family, you know that, what I mean? Okay. So, so you do have music in the family and, but it wasn't something that was, you were like inundated with where everyone around you were just always playing or, or doing their own thing. It was just, you ended up as a bedroom player that, right. that's really interesting i've never heard someone it, like the reverse of that yeah. very it's... weird yeah it's <laughs> but it's all there and and again you know like um my older brother um he didn't start until like after me but now he plays all the time too and he's super good and my younger brother's super good so when we get together we play that's... and like it's awesome yeah but it wasn't that way like my whole life you know it's uh -huh. just it was just kind of me and my friends doing that. Um, but my parents were super supportive of it, you know, mm -hmm. thankfully. Yeah, like, yeah. So they let, me, they let me quit piano lessons and start guitar lessons and quit those and then start bass lessons, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's important, man. I, th I don't think that a kid should be beholden to anything. Uh, right. Their, 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 their minds are developing. It's like, no, you can only do this. This is the only path <laughs> that you can carve in your brain. Yeah, right. everything else is is secondary. Played, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's just no way to handle it. And then it just turns right. into like this this hateful resentment. <laughs> right. And, and what's the point of that? It, it, uh, it's interesting now to have that perspective because I did quit mm -hmm. piano lessons and I did quit guitar lessons and I still play those things. Right. But it's because like of the way I think I was shown, and then finally like I you know when I was taken bass like i had some good teachers and the instrument just made sense to me yeah 
so then I was like fully like into music as a bass player and then the other stuff just came around later right you know? yeah you just those were just things that are sitting in your arsenal waiting to sort of reemerge. <laughs> right that... well once you understand theory right a mm -hmm. little bit then you're then you can apply it to whatever you're doing you're like oh this is a chord oh this is a chord on this thing oh this is a chord on this thing you know <laughs> how do you um how do you how do you uh, when you're when you're um, trans? I don't think this is the right word. Transposing from a guitar to a, a piano, I don't know if transpose is the right word for that. Well, transpose, yeah, like when you change key, but when yeah, I, I know, know you change key, but trans like when you're when you're, how do you view it? Like how do you connect the two, or do you connect the two? Like uh, how how is it? Because uh, just I don't know if I'm asking that correctly. No, I I think I understand what you're okay. talking about. Like like for example, sometimes I'll write. Um, uh, maybe a part on the on the keyboard just because I'm at it, right? But it really should be more of a guitar part, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but they do have to change, you know, because those instruments are just so different, right? Sent them in different. So how do you how do you um when you're uh, how, how do you see it in your head when you're um when you're applying like a guitar line to the piano, like, like, is there a device that you sort of use that sort of makes it easier for you? Or you just sort of, you know, it's separately good enough to where it just kind of comes to you. I, it, because I see this in multi-instrumentalists where they have, yeah. where they have like a way they look at the piano and then they have a way they look at the guitar. They have a way they look at the bass. And sometimes it's hard to blur those lines when you're th trying to think of, the bass line on the piano, maybe in the left hand, and, and you just right. sort of have a hard time seeing and connecting those things. So that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, is there a way that you sort do you just know the instruments well enough on their own, or do you just do you see it in any of those kind of ways? Or, well, so I mean, that's an interesting question. I, I, I would say that um, my approach to music in general is definitely still from the bass player mentality right mm. um i think the kind of bass at least that i listen to or, or that i appreciate is um uh i'd say more laid back like um unsung hero type of bass player yeah yeah very pocket but like has this yeah. little he you have your little you have your tricks but like you you like to stay back in the pocket and just keep it grooving right. Ah, and oh, if, I love if, that too. But. If someone's paying attention, they'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's that's what that guy's doing." But you know, if you're not, if you're not if you're not really watching, then you might not know like how important it is. You know, yes. like not, oh, it's so important. No, but, <laughs> no, but it know, is. But I mean, because like, that's I feel like a, um, a good bass player is. Uh, um, you only notice them when they're not there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, for or or if you're really looking. So I kind of feel like that's just my uh, mentality for music in general is there's not a lot of flash, you know, to what I do. Right. So it's interesting. Like when I play, um, say guitar, for example, um, because it's way more rhythmic the way I do it, as right. opposed to like, you know, um, uh, flashy, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like guitar can be like the flashiest instrument there right, is, you know, right. the, you know, the peacock of, of <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah no most definitely most definitely and uh that's i guess why you know like so so when i when i do have like guitar lines or whatever it's usually more um 
rhythmic like mm-hmm. all the parts that i think of are, are everything's a drum to me you know yes if that makes sense so no it totally does so you're like when you're piecing things together you see it in like a rhythmic way that that also just happens to have like a tonal uh frequency yeah. with it and you sort of piece it together like that um, yeah but then guitar you're like wow you know, I can hold this note for a really long time and it sounds cool. <laughs> you know oh, yeah, I mean? totally. Yeah, sustain that shit. <laughs> um, it seems ridiculous to think, like, but it's true. It's just a very different, you know, all those instruments have their own characteristics. So I got to remind myself, like, oh, this can do something other than, you know, provide a beat if you if you do it the right way. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, and, and yeah, I love that. Uh, do you, you probably know Adrian um, uh, Gonzalez, Adrian Tarasas. Uh, oh, yeah. The saxophone player, uh, he was telling me he sort of will run drills to sort of str- uh, to expand his head and like while he's running or uh, practicing, he'll run um, bass. Uh, he'll read bass drills and just run it oh. on, on a saxophone just so he can sort of feel out like what it's like to fucking play like these bass things, you know, like he just sort of like will transpose it out or uh, or or. I can't remember if it was like bass, but or if it was uh, just different instrumentation. He'll yeah. go for drills for different instrumentation just to go get the feel of what it is of other uh, uh, what it's like to play these other instruments, and it's just a way to sort of expand and stretch his mind on what he could do with his instrument. I thought that was a very interesting uh, approach to practice and stuff. Uh, so, so you. Uh, you you took out you you play all these instruments but you decided the bass was what you you locked into uh, and, sure. and in high school you had friends you were playing with now do you still play with those friends that you played in high school or are uh, or man, are they the, all over the place or not all over the place yeah okay. i would good though still i mean that that would be awesome but yeah everyone lives in different um, pockets of the country if i saw them you know if we were in the same room we would definitely you know right, <laughs> we would right. def- but but the music we would play would would be very different. It would be interesting to see like the common ground that we would have now versus then. You know what, what kind of, what kind of bands were you starting in like high school and stuff? Well, I mean, so like in when I was in high school, all I listened to was like was like hard rock and <laughs> you know it was like it was just like it was hard rock and what and fish and you know? fish. Like, <laughs> hell yeah it was either like you know heavy riffs or like noodling you know it was right. like that that was all all i really was into you know hey, i mean mike gordon's you know, a badass man mike gordon's yeah. a badass well yeah of course man <laughs> and and it eventually expanded you know uh beyond that of course like but but that was like my main thing for for so long you know so so were um, you were you trying to do that? Were were you in like bands or were you in high school band? Were you like how high school bands? Yeah, okay. but I mean, um, again, like um, I wouldn't say they had like an identity. You know, what I mean, see. you guys were just jamming out and having fun for sure. Gotcha, for sure. gotcha. So I have the... some some recordings from back then. Not anymore. I don't even know. Probably on tape somewhere. Or <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Dude, I but just like, oh, go ahead. Oh no, but we're organized enough to at least like put a couple of tunes together. But you know, yeah, like, yeah, like when you when you acquire that skill and when you're not just making noise and trying to like I don't know, you, but you're figuring that shit out in high school. I just uh, I just actually came across uh, an old tape from high school of the band I was in, 
And like, it, it's amazing. Oh my god! You know what? And I was listening to it. And I was like, I, I remember. I remember as a kid sitting there, and me and my boys would just the me and the band would just sit there and listen to it over and over again, and just be like, yeah, that's so hard. Like we thought yeah. we were so awesome, and we'd go out and play. And I was, I just, I couldn't believe we were out there playing. But it, there was some kind, there was something to it because we thought we were so cool because we were all artsy fartsy and like we were complete improv off the cuff. We didn't know what we were going to do. And then we had a couple things, little transitions maybe once in a while that we kind of had planned out. But it was all just sloppy and haphazard. And like we didn't really know how to play our instruments. And, <laughs> you know, it was, right. but it was interesting listening back to it and thinking, like uh how your perspective changes over the years and like what you think is cool and not it's like man this was not cool but there's a little bit of merit to it i mean i there, there I, I do see like echoes of myself still in that and, and right it's, it's a really interesting um it's really interesting to sort of look back at those tapes have you listened to those tapes like in the last few years at all just sort of like nostalgia? unfortunately no, like I, I don't have uh don't have the uh I don't, first of all i don't even know if i <laughs> yeah if they even exist theory, but i don't know if i have a tape player to play them. <laughs> yeah um, uh yeah there yeah however uh you know i i do think i would i'd have a similar experience to you i, I would listen back <laughs> and i'd hear like probably traces of myself and i did i used to listen to that stuff all the time and be like man we sound so badass you know <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, for that, for that time, for what I was capable of, it was, it was great, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, uh, and I'm sure, you know, I'll, I always feel that way though. You know, like I'll go back and listen to something I did, you know, even five years ago. And I'm like, um, man, like it's, it's funny. Like I'm better than that now. Right. But at the time that was like the best, you know, that was the right. best. I could feel like I did a really good job for who I was at that time um that's a good feeling too man that's a good feeling especially when you could see the improvement and like you're kind of talking about that when you're inspiring kids to when when you're putting when you're installing that inspiration in kids your students when you see these incremental uh gains that they make you know and, and that inspires you to go forward and, and you can see the inspiration in them to go forward it, it's though it, it it's like nice to see growth it's nice to be able to uh, measure it and because it's so it, it comes so slowly at times absolutely um absolutely. but but like you, you a few years later you look back and you're like oh shit okay <laughs> all right i'm doing things <laughs> i'm able to it, it's interesting so so then when did you start uh pursuing the the idea of like you know i want to teach and i want to you know this is what i want to do for a living this is my life when when well, did that thought occur it's i mean very few very little thought goes yeah yeah that's right it was more organic <laughs> right it was just sort of yeah, like you I fell mean, into no, this so, so uh um i feel like i was in i was in a band and we were doing a lot of touring and uh I decided that I did not really like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't think yeah. any of us really wanted to anymore because it's just, it's, it's, a, it's tough. You know, it's, it's growing, crap. yes. So uh, I was like, okay, this isn't really like, this isn't exactly what I want to do. I still want to do something with music, but I don't necessarily want to just like play for drunk people in bars. Like I want to actually mean something. And uh, I feel like if you're pretty clear with your vision, 
um, then, you know, the things that you want happen, right? So um, I was, I just had an opportunity, actually one of my bandmates, like, um, uh, was talking to a different bandmate about this opportunity to teach music at a group home, mm -hmm. um, uh, at like an at-risk, for at-risk teens. And uh, um, he was, he wasn't interested, the other guy, but I was like, oh, you know what, maybe I'm interested in that, you know? Um, so I pursued that opportunity and I was ended up, like I ended up getting the job, um, even though um, there was some stuff that I wasn't um, super proficient in. Um, like, like I didn't really play the drums that well, but you know, like we had drums and kids wanted to learn drums and uh, I didn't know that much about like live sound or recording, you know, like I knew enough. Right. To get through but i still had a lot to learn but i think that they were kind of like you know um cool with me learning on the job because it was more about me uh vibing with the kids and, yeah and i was there for a long time wow um, okay almost almost 10 years really wow that that's pretty awesome man like that and yeah. what a way to sort of uh get your legs in like uh teaching and right. and like and sort of, uh, it seems like that sort of allowed you to build your own method. Like you're able to Absolutely. sort of build your own way of, of teaching. And like you got, I love that. This is what, this is what I've been calling it. Uh, like on the job train, like, uh, exactly. paid, paid training. Like, exactly what it was. And, 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 and thankfully I was, yeah. Cause at that time, you know, I don't know that I was, I would, have called myself like a music teacher on some of these instruments, you know, like that I would have been said, yeah, I can teach your son drums and you know, pay <laughs> yeah. money for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like we had this music room and I was the music guy. And if someone wanted to learn something, you know, I knew more, just a little bit more than they did at first. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually you figured out my way just around, all of it and and how to explain it to people um a lot of it was because i was like learning it in the moment you know like oh i just figured this beat out like two months ago so i can tell you exactly how to do it <laughs> yeah yeah totally man <laughs> you know <laughs> hell yeah no you're learning with them and you just you just have to stay like a couple steps ahead that's it <laughs> right. right but but it was like so so was it so was this right out of college or was this right out of high school when was this in your timeline um this was kind of in the middle of 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 college um okay so uh yeah and then you know just carried like you know i just started teaching and um yeah i mean i've just been doing that ever since you know because after i was working there for several years um then i was like well okay i know what i'm doing like i can work at like a studio and, and if somebody was giving me money to teach their kids i wouldn't feel like i was robbing them you know what i mean no totally man yeah <laughs> like totally I'm qualified to do this job you know and then just over time i built up that stuff and that, you know like it just it just happens like very organic fortunately that that that's fucking great that's the best way for these types of things to happen hey man um can you give me one second dude i am so sorry so okay <laughs> we're back up again and, uh, and we're back and we're back and uh <laughs> golly I, I i do apologize about that but it did it did open up an uh interesting uh conversation about about technology kids and fail you and it's like how just you'll be trying to push send or open up an email or, or try to play something on Spotify and it's not working and it's just pissing you off. 
Oh yeah. And, and there's just nothing you can do about it. You're just you're just this vulnerable person. And, and I mean, <laughs> do you, do you think? Do you think? Do you think it's just because we're just too coddled? Do you think that we're just we have nothing better to worry about? So we have. <laughs> we have. To... I would say that's definitely part of it. But the other part of it for me is that I know deep down that there is nothing I can do about it. Like, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like, yes. if it if it if it breaks, I do not have the the knowledge to to fix it. Right. And all the knowledge that I would use to fix it is on that thing, right? So right. my like. I'm used to the stuff I don't know. Um, I will look it up on the internet. And if my computer's not working, then I can't do that. <laughs> so I'm just like helpless little. Right. Thing. Oh my God. Yes. And, and it's just like, especially like a computer or something that you like your workhorse when, when that yeah. goes and, and you're just, what are you going to do is, <laughs> Do you uh when you're doing lessons do you do a uh do you do any uh, uh online lessons or is it all in person? No, it's all in person, man. I've never done uh I've never done like videos or Skype lessons or anything. Uh, maybe like once or twice with the with the Skype thing, but um yeah, I don't know why I haven't really done maybe just cuz of my technology thing, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yes. But I also for me it's like I like interacting with people and i think that like um you know the videos and stuff are helpful and 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 i've learned a lot from them i still do you know but like um uh i think my my greatest uh asset is the the connection you know with mm. people and being able to convey my enthusiasm and i don't know how to do that yet on, a, on like a video yeah how do you how do you inspire through ones and zeros? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some people are really good at it. Oh yeah. My wife is, is pretty proficient. She's uh she works, uh, she, uh, if you ever heard take lessons.com. Oh yeah. She's one of the, there, she's one of like the lead, not lead. I don't know, but she's one of the top rated vocal teachers on there. I'm sorry cool. I'm bragging for my wife. I've, I'm listening to what's coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> I'm right. just like, oh, my, even my wife would be like, why? Why are you saying that? But she's, but she's, but yeah, but she teaches online. Like now she just, that's it. She used to, when we were in San Diego, we used to have a studio and we'd do, uh, <clears throat> she'd have kids come over. But now uh, when we left San Diego, we kind of had to, it had to be all, online and and now she just she's in the next room right now teaching right now so it's like oh that's amazing yeah so it's it, it's it's cool and she does really well with it and um i and she and she prefers it because it's like because she can just roll out of bed and like she can stink she can have like bad breath you know as long as she doesn't right. look like uh you know like look like she crawled out of a garbage can like you know she, she yeah. she's okay you know like <laughs> everything's gonna be fine and uh, yeah. so she, she's yeah, it's it, it's pretty cool uh, I, I don't you know like i i understand where you're coming from though like the it, when she first started that was my thing i was like how can you uh how, how can you like inspire and like connect with a, a kid or you know another person that uh, without being there and you know being able to touch and like see and like this tactile thing is are, are, are you just a very tactile kind of guy or do you just do you I, I i think so man like there's a lot of demo a lot of demo you know stuff i'm, I'm 
where it's like, especially when it comes to something like guitar, you know, you're like, oh, the reason you're not, you know, you got to put your thumb here. That's right. why it's not like you got to squeeze harder with this finger. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, <clears throat> that I don't know how to, uh, to do if it's just online thing, you know, right. um, like you don't get to tell them like the little things that like, that would make it better or like, no, just keep this one planted and move this one, you know? Right. So, yeah, no, totally. Just, but if it's supposed to happen, you know, like again, how this whole other stuff happened, I'm sure like I'll (laughs) I'll make, I'll make one video for somebody as like a birthday present or something. And then it'll be like, Oh, here's how you play happy birthday on ukulele. Oh man. No, for real. But I, like I, I found the, so much fun with that because me personally i'm not much of a i I don't care for teaching um Mm -hmm. i've had students before but like the last thing i had she cried and i was just like okay i don't think this is what i should be doing uh and it wasn't because i was like yelling at her or anything but it was it was just because she was she was young and she was a little girl and she was just you know um she was just doing everything but trying to learn how to play piano and it's like you know i'm just like hey i gotta I'm gonna have to tell your mom, and then she starts crying, and she, it was just a mess. And, and it's a yeah. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but no, it's hard, man. It's a, it's definitely a different skill set, you know. But I, but is. again, for me, it's uh, it's a chance to interact with people and, and like kind of pass on the music stuff, and then also, um, I can still I can be a little choosier about um, the gigs that I play. And still just be doing music all day. Right. Yeah. And Uh, and that's pretty incredible. And and that kind of kind of leads me into, uh, you know, like your involvement in like 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 all the bands that you play in. Like, like, well, I don't know. I'm sure you play in a lot of bands. I I don't maybe you play in bands I don't know about, but like all the bands you've been a part of, maybe ones like like Redwoods is a fucking amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, the Surefire and Kitchen Two, all those guys, you know Tim Felton and Jake Dager, all those guys, uh, huge fans of them. Uh, I mean, like, and then Redwoods is just consists of like twenty thousand bands, anyways, that are all <laughs> amazing. And and right. you had, so so when so that I I like this is kind of good segue because you're talking about how um you know you can be choosy about what you want to join into and, and sort right. of get involved in. And I feel like you're a great example of how you can sort of uh, uh, you can still be a musician. You don't have to go out and, and, and haul your gear out every fucking night of the week to go entertain drunk people who are indifferent to you. Uh, you know, like you can you can sort of uh, pursue music in a creative fashion. And not that there's anything wrong with the 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 the, the gigging, the blue collar gigs and all that. That's awesome. That's what I do. I don't give a fuck. It's a it's a living, but right. uh, but I do. Anyways, uh, can you talk about how you started like getting involved with you know these different bands that keep you pretty busy? I mean the Redwoods and between Redwoods and everything that you're involved with the, with them, I'm sure you're pretty busy. Uh, how did you start getting involved with those cats? Well, so so here's uh, it's it's interesting, man. Like, um, uh, are do you know? Are, are you familiar with Al Howard? Yeah, yeah, he was on the show. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I heard that. I heard that one. Oh like, yeah, it was. It was. It was you know, it was hap- It was rough and <laughs> haphazard. Like, yeah. I was just. I I just sort of like stalked him down. It was kind of awkward. 
Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but it was nice that he gave me his time uh, as much as yeah. he was able to. So, uh, yes, I know Al. So Al, Al and I, that was the band I was touring around with for a really long time. With oh, the band. K23 or K2? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, I've known him for ever, you know, for a really long time. And uh, um, that is actually like uh, my involvement with him, like, like is sort of how I met up with um, Tim, you know, from Surefire. And mm. that's like, uh, that was our our common thread, and that's oh, how we was up. Tim part of K two three as well. No, he was not, but he was like I think a lot of those guys went to San Diego State like around the same time that Tim was going there, so that we had like a lot of common like yeah, well, played so, with a lot of the same people, and, and he think, had a genius of soul at the time, exactly, yeah. and that was at that time, right? And and uh, so you know I think he'd seen us play, and he like mixed their live album or remixed their live album, the K23, not one that I was on, but like, um, so I think there was like all those common threads, like from way back then, you know, right. Um, that just kind of came around later. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I was off doing a whole bunch of other things and then kind of came around into the surefire thing and did that for, um, many years. And then through that kind of came, you know, came back around, Al was doing, you know, the stuff with the Redwoods and it was just so good. He just had all this like really cool stuff. Yeah. And then he showed me, um, you know, Cardinal Moon, which I instantly wanted to get involved in because it's just great. And I heard like one song and heard Don singing and was like, I want to be in this band. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, then, you know, from, uh, that surefire, the surefire stuff is, is sort of how, you know, we started doing the moment of truth because Jake, you know, decided that he was ready to make his record. And he, you know, we've been playing together um, in various combinations of things, you know, 388s and surefire and stuff. So he asked us to do um, tunes, you know, with him on that record. And so like, um, again, these things just all sort of happen through people that, we know and and every once in a while you know i do think about that and it's like man the like the crew that i happen to be involved with like um like just the level of talent like that we have and also just the music that everybody's making it's it's crazy man like when i think about it you know no absolutely uh, absolutely and um I, I, I love that you're sort of speaking on something that I love to talk about is, is building your like foundation and your network of people and, and, and being involved in a scene. Uh, I mean, you were involved in a scene. I mean, cause you're from San Diego, correct? Is, or am I wrong? I mean, not born and raised, but I've been here 20 years. So, yeah, so you've been there long enough to see like a, a rise and, and the, some ebbs and flows of a music scene <laughs> in San Diego. And, uh, and like, I just feel like in the last, you know, five or six years, San Diego has just maybe in the last 10 years, even San Diego is just fucking from the time I first got there until the time I left, like, like in the last few years, it's just become this awesome, like beautiful community, like where people are like going to each other's gigs and like playing each other's bands and, and, and just, just being super supportive. Whereas like, um, 
I don't know. Maybe I wasn't involved with the right people, but like when I first got to San Diego, I felt like um, I felt like there was this sort of like disparate, like clicky thing. And I know clicks are still a thing, and that's never. It's always gonna be a thing. But there was this like very, it was very disparate, and it wasn't very cohesive as I as I kind of see it is now. Um, right. Um, is that something that you would agree with, or? Oh, is- absolutely, man, absolutely. And I think that that people now. Um, at least the people that I, I'm involved with. I mean, I, I feel like people are making an effort to be, um, especially like to make more of a community. I, I, I mean, that's at least what I'm seeing, or at least that's what I'm trying to do, you know, like maybe go to other people's gigs and, and also just like realize that there's enough, it's not a competition, right? There's enough fans out there for all of us. And, and I like more than one band, you know what I mean? So like I can, if, if they're like, there there's enough room for everybody to be successful um you know and so i i definitely am rooting for people more than i than i used to and i feel like that that everybody seems to be like moving in that direction you know yeah and i love yeah when you go to your friends um gigs and you see like some of your other friends from other bands you know what i mean yeah, like that. exactly you're just like high yeah. fives and fucking good times it it, it becomes uh it's become almost like a not like a brotherhood that sounds very male-centric and weird but like but it's just sort of like you have your people you know it's your tribe you know right and and you're just out and about but but what do you think what do you what would you attribute this this sort of this cohesion to in in the music scene that's sort of i mean at least a part of what you're doing i mean um i, I mean, mean maturity i think right so maturity. i think a lot, of people, a lot of the people are um they've been doing it for a while here yeah and like i think uh i mean i i could be wrong this is just only my perspective no no I mean, and that's what i'm interested in a lot of these people um kind of grow you know uh, growing up together and, and, and now, yeah, realizing that like, uh, I think working together and, uh, trying to make something is going to help all of us out. You know what I mean? Like, um, that if this one project is successful, then it's going to trail back. Cause I know, um, I've seen like, Oh, okay. I like this bass player and, and then, uh, Oh, he's on this. Oh, and he played with this band, and yeah. it's like this whole rabbit hole of like awesome stuff, and, right. and that's what I want to be a part of, really. Hell you know? yeah, no, most definitely, and and then so like for Redwood, for people that don't know, I I talk about just so you know, I talk about like the kitchen too, and and uh, mm-hmm. and Redwoods all the time because like it, there's such a just like uh, uh just it's just a pool of inspiration of like what a cool little like like people working together and, 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 you know, like a community of people working together. But uh, specifically the Redwoods, uh, because uh, Kitchen 2 is a totally separate thing, uh, the Redwoods, can you kind of explain to people like what kind of makes that special and, and kind of is like a throwback to how uh, uh, record companies used to sort of be set up? Or a- Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so it's interesting. Before, before I forget, though, I want to say that. Kitchen Two isn't really a, a separate thing because we did oh, the whole yeah, that's right. Moment of Truth that, album. There. You're absolutely right, huh? And, uh, yeah, I forgot. And, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely. I'm so sorry. I'm speaking out of school because no, well, no, it's um, okay. I uh, just you know I just want to make sure that I made that clear. And even like <laughs> that's goes right. back to um, Tim 
and Al working together on the first uh, Rebecca Jade. Rebecca Jade, that's right. That's right. So, like, that stuff's all intertwined, too. It's all, like, part of the community. And uh, even um, the most recent and first Cardinal Moon album were mixed over at that studio um, at The Kitchen 2. So, like, they all kind of uh, intertwine in a weird way. And, like, you know, uh, so a lot of... Um, but to answer your question, you were, you were saying like that, um, like the old school kind of record company or, re- you know, recording process, right? So right. there's all these, um, there's all these people, these talented people that we happen to know, you know, that like are, uh, capable of doing all this diverse, you know, kind of music. Right. So, um, the idea is that you have, um, these different kind of front people and then these backing musicians that kind of play behind them and can do whatever style that person wants to play, you know, whether it's rock, whether it's soul, whether it's like psychedelic or folk or, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, that's the idea behind it is that you have like, yeah, this band, like these, these groups of people that can do anything. And then these amazing people in front, that band, you know, and the, and the band is just supposed to um, elevate those those um, performers. You know, that's the idea, and that's what they do with the Wrecking Crew and the you know Stax Crew and all that stuff. You know, they just had these these uh, pool of badasses that they could draw from. Like, oh well, this guy's not available on guitar. Let's see if this guy's available. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's amazing, man. It's nice to to see everybody kind of like playing on each other's albums and um, you know, this guy's on that project and this guy's on that project or this girl's on this and this girl's also doing this. Like it's super cool, man. Oh yeah, for sure. But again, that's part of it's the maturity thing. Like um, for for me, um, there's a lot of really talented people in this town. And uh, if I can't make a gig, then somebody can sub it for me. And like, I'm not, like, oh, God, I don't want to take my gig. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, totally, man. Just like, oh, thank goodness there's someone cool that can do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the band can still play, and, and it's not my fault that we're not gigging. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I love that idea of, of – of like where people are like happy to pass off gigs to their homies or happy to, you know, like just, just because like over the years, you've just built this insane network of, of, of insanely fucking talented people that, that, that just matured and flourished and and you just sort of matured and flourished together. Um, now it, it, for me, it was, it was fun being a part of something like that. Um, out there and then it was it was weird coming back and trying to break into a scene Um, Mm -hmm. especially because i mean the same thing sort of happened here in the city i'm at is that there's this scene that sort of it was just sort of disparate and like clicky and like everybody was sort of like grasping for gigs because there wasn't enough and you know like everybody's just sort of competitive and all that and then now it's kind of turned into this cool little scene where people are very supportive and there's lots of opportunity to make money and there's opportunity to play cool shows and stuff like that so uh so trying to break into that it was was a was was hard 
at first because you have your network of people. You know, you when there's a new guy on the scene, it's like they call him. He's like, hey, uh, Matt, was like, where's the gigs at? And you're like, I don't know, man. Like, and you're like <laughs> way down on the list. Like, I have like 20 people ahead of you that I'm going to call that I know right. I can handle this. And right. so, like, I don't know. What would you <laughs> – what would you be your approach if you had to go to a different city and break into a new scene where you know there's people who have their network who have their who have their people that they're going to call like what would be the first thing that you would do to sort of break into that well okay yeah I'm, that's uh if i had if i had to do something if like you that, had to i mean i don't know why you would but <laughs> well you never know man you, you never, never know. know you never know uh, i didn't think I, I was leaving san diego i did not i would say at first i would uh, I would definitely go out and see a lot of music. You mm. know what I mean, and 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 um, probably decide um, through that who I would want to be involved with. You know, or like what who's playing what I would want to play, or what I think I could contribute to, mm. and then maybe try to meet those people. Um, and it usually starts with yeah, like one you get a gig, and then you know you're you're. Um, if you play well and you're good hang, like then you end up getting tons of gigs. Right. So I'll say, um, this guy, um, Travis, uh, Klein, who is a sax player, um, who I know was playing with this band, uh, electric voodoo and still is right. And, mm. and they, I know we played a bunch of gigs with them and then he ended up, um, getting involved. I think now he's playing, he's playing with surefire. He plays with moment of truth. You know, I didn't know him before before that um but he came on the gigs and you know subbed for for andy while uh while andy was out of town andy guy and uh you know he's a good player he's a cool dude so like he ended up getting all these calls and he's he's involved in a lot of these bands now um and i think uh you know his 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 approach although he's a lot younger than me like i could learn a lot from that i think um, which was just show up and do the work and be cool and easy to hang out with. And then, you know, people call you. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think that's a great, great tip right there is that you could have all the talent in the world, but if you're, if you're an asshole and you're late right. and you show right. up unprepared, I mean, cause you think that you're, cause you think you're so good that you didn't have to prepare, <laughs> you right. know, like, um, those are huge problems. And well, the, so I remember the, the, the first rehearsal, right. That we did with him. He knew all his stuff right. and he played it well and he showed up on time and like now he's involved in all these bands, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, he's one example of many people that I've seen, but it's just the most recent one. And I was like, wow, man, like now he's like, he's pretty dialed into this uh, group of people because yeah, you just show up prepared and you're easy to hang out with and, no attitude and you know just like happy to be there and that's you know humility and talent and um um uh, i guess uh, uh i don't know how to say uh be like easy to be around you know? yeah that's, yeah just just being a just being an easygoing person who 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 shows up prepared is like gonna take you further than you can ever imagine even it, yeah. even if you're not like the greatest player in the fucking world, if you show up prepared, knowing your parts, and and you're you're easy to hang out with, 
you're still going to get the gig and people are going to call you. I mean, it's just, I mean, you can't just be showing up. Like you can't be just like terrible, <laughs> but you know, like right. I'm saying like, you know, people who aren't, who aren't, you know, there's, there's room, there's room for people who are moderate players who maybe like to do this part time. And you know, maybe it's not their full time thing, but if you show up prepared and you know what you're doing, you know, people are going to call you and it might turn into a full time thing. Who knows? In any right. case, I would like Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, oh, I said or three full-time things. Yeah, know? exactly. Well, yeah, that's the other part of it. It's like when when you're involved with it. I don't know. for So, like, for you, your main th- gigs are teaching and then you play out. And that's right. your main gigs. Um, yeah. But, it, but, like, for some people I know, you know, like, to, to get by and to do things, it's like they play out, they teach, they, they're photog- they do photography, they do right. – they do they they're engineering they're doing they're doing yeah. all these different gigs and um i i just i kind of feel like that's where this is all going uh, i mean just as like an economy in general like have you ever heard of, like gig economy and stuff like that yeah, those, yeah. those hot words i just feel like this is kind of where it's all going anyways where everybody's just sort of gonna have to figure out how to carve a spot out for themselves and then mm-hmm. just know how to do all these different things because you could easily be just a teacher or you could easily just be a, a, a full-time musician who gigs constantly. Uh, right. But one or the other, there might be downslopes in that or there might be, you know, like one or the other might not always come through. And so <laughs> it's nice to have these other options and uh, it's nice to know. But then on the other hand, uh, for me, I, I get so stretched out that that some things could fall through the 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 fall through the cracks, you know. Right. Uh, do you, well, do I you, noticed. Go ahead, please. Uh, am I cutting you off there? No, no, no. I I want to hear what you got to say. Um. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what. <laughs> well, so what I was gonna what I was gonna say is, uh, I think that if I am uh, if I'm gaining too much or I'm teaching too much, right, mm. then I'm spending all of my time. Uh, my my um, practice time or learning time, like learning stuff for other people. Like I'm learning songs for these gigs or I'm learning songs for these students. And then I'm not actually just like playing on my own for yes. fun. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, for me, it's always like a balance. Yeah. If I say yes to too many things, then it's like, well, now I'm not just like sitting down and like learning a song or playing a song or I haven't written a song in weeks, you know, because I'm like, I have to prepare for this gig or I have to, you know, yeah. learn. Yeah. Got to learn how to play Sultans of Swing solo for one of my students or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, I am, yeah, it's, I'm, it's constantly you're balancing, you know, no matter how few gigs you have, you're trying to like, you know, make sure that I balance it out. And, and I think um, really for me, it's about like kind of walking my talk. I'm telling these kids like, yeah, you got to practice. You got to play like, like, oh, I, I have to do that too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What? So that's actually a good, uh, what, how often and do you do you dedicate a certain amount of time per day or do you, uh, do you have a scheduled practice time where like, this is where I'm going to go practice or is it just any time I get a chance, I'm just sort of picking it up and here and there. Like how, how, how do you approach practice? Well, right now it has to, at, at this point in my life, it's been any time here or there, you mm-hmm. know, it's either like in the morning before I start or in the evening, if I finish early enough, like yeah. it, it has to be, you know, one of those things like, uh, for example, 
you know, two days ago, I got up early just so I had time to play, you know, um, before I started teaching. And then yesterday it was like, I finished, you know, it's, it was like the, the time that I had in between people is when I played. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I had, oh, I had two hours and it's like, you eat a sandwich and then you practice a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, I do way better with routines. I just don't have the luxury of having one at this point. You know? <laughs> I feel so, you, man. I feel um, you. There, there's just like no like set schedule that I can ever grasp onto, and that's all my brain wants. It's like, please. Right. Oh, please. people that my students that are more successful have that. They're like, yes, every morning from seven to eight. You know. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. People, and you talk to people who are you know always busy and but but always have a chance. It's like they always find a way to like uh, to fit in their time. You know, it's like this is my time, bitch. Stay back. Yeah. And yeah. Like, this is where I'm going. Uh, you know, I'm practicing here and there. Um, yeah, I don't have that luxury myself. Uh, that's something I do wish I had. But let's let's talk about the album. Uh, you you yeah. have a, you have an album coming out, and uh, I got to listen to a couple of the songs, and they're fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. and, and is is it gonna be an all instrumental album? No, not at all. And uh, I know there was a little bit of singing on the one song, uh, uh, Suffer Bus. And uh, yeah. you had some background vocals. I was like, oh, shit, all right. There they are. And yeah. uh, uh, so so, it, uh, tell me about it. What, what, what started the process here? Well, so, I mean, you know, um, I've been uh, part of many things, right? I've been a sideman or, or a band member. For a lot of uh, projects, you know, and they've all been, you know, pretty high quality things. I'm fortunate in that way. Um, but I've never done anything myself. You know, I write a lot of music and, um, you know, I just, I like to create things, but I don't necessarily finish them. You know, I just do it to, to keep myself entertained. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I decided, well, okay, man, you know, like, I think it's time for you to finish something and to have something that is your own. And, and like I play, you know, all these instruments and I, and I can write tunes, you know, at least I think I can. And, uh, and, uh, I like all this different kind of music. So I just wanted to like have something that was my own, you know? So the idea is, um, you know, I play or write, you know, all the parts except for the, um, the drums, because I feel like you need to, to have like the drums kind of at the same time as like the bass or the guitar, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. so, so I linked up with Pete, um, who uh, used to play the drums in Surefire. Um, and he and I are peanut butter and jelly, man. Like we have a really good, we got a good groove. So um, like we just we play through the tunes together and like lay down the whatever the rhythm track is. And then I've just been going in whenever I have time or the, the ideas and layering them, um, the, the tracks. So I'll play the keys, I'll play the guitar, but you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm finishing something, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I've finished some songs. And I'm going to make, you know, a record, you know, hell or high water. If I got to do it myself, you know, that's cool. Um, but if somebody's interested in, in helping me do that, that's cool too. But I just want to hold um, an album 
a record in my hand that I made myself. And I want, I, you know, like that's the goal really is I just want this thing that I did. Um, so I'm working really hard to do that. Like I've just been putting most of my creative um, energy into that and it feels really good, man, you know, and scary too. Because yeah. um, again, if you're on, if you're in an ensemble, right. Um, and you didn't write the tune or you just like wrote the part, you know, you play the bass part and you know, you can stand behind that. But like, if someone's not into that song, you're like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My song, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, now I actually am like, I made this, you know? Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting cause I, I care more than I wish I did, whether or not people like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you wish so you could have that uh, the other mentality for your own stuff. It's just like... Yeah, if I just was like, well, you know, whatever, I made it. You know, you don't like it, that's cool. Um, but secretly, yeah, I want people to like it, of course. You yeah, know? hell yeah. Um, but not everyone will. I mean, you know, it's it. I, like so. My my taste in music is all over the place, man. Like so, um, I like you know singer songwriter like folky stuff. I like the Beatles. I like Black Sabbath. I like Radiohead. I listen to tons of like funk and soul music. Like, so um, I have, uh, you know, the the tracks that I sent you are like, you know, one's more like a funky thing. The other one's more like a pretty thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That was going to say it was beautiful and it kind of reminds me of it. And, and I, I don't know, like a like a wilco kind of vibe and and there's like it, it seems it's like has a lot of um progressions to it a lot of different feels to it i really dug it and that one's suffer bus is that correct yeah suffer bus yeah can, can we just play that and then we'll talk about it sure man okay we're gonna listen to suffer bus and we'll be right back
and we're back okay so tell me about this song like what was your approach with this song because because like i was saying uh, as you can hear is there's like several different kind of parts to it it kind of keeps moving and it's pretty and then there's vocals and shit in there so, like i just would love your take on your approach on this and sort of how that applies to you know your taste in this wide spread of music um well, yeah. <laughs> that was a so, lot i know so, that was a lot no 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 that's great thanks uh so i well um it started with like i had this really kind of melodic um bass line which like kind of drives the song mm. um and then i was then i thought well okay i have this this you know melody sort of and let the bass be the melody and then kind of build around it a little bit um and then, you know, things just happen in an odd way. Like, you know, you kind of figure out what the chords are and then, you know, like, okay, so I have this. Um, and, and I just, I started adding, like, it, it all started, yeah, just bass and drums with the melody. And then um, over time, you, I would hear these little things and, I, and, and had the ability to add them. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, so, you know, the little guitar licks or like the organ things. And, and, and like, I got to do like a little fun kind of, you know, surf guitar, like, you know, tr like, um, uh, like the little surf guitar kind of rocking solo thing, you know, yeah, like, yeah. That stuff. and, uh, and I, you know, um, again, it kind of takes its own little turns and I, and I guess, uh, I, again, I didn't plan, I don't plan things. They just kind of occur. Um, and, and <laughs> I, um, I don't know how to describe it better than that. No, that no, I know that was great. I, at all. No, it's okay. No, because I know the question, first of all, I know the question was just mm -hmm. sort of broad and weird anyways. Um, but no, it wasn't weird. I just, I've never really had to describe. No, I know. I know. And, and like, um, no, I dig it. It has like this indie vibe to it, and like you said, like like you were saying, there's just just different aspects to it that sort of, uh, that that sort of, uh, you know, it just sort of shows your taste in music and the genres that you dig. Uh, and, and then the other one, uh, what is that? Peta? Is that like is that what they go? Yeah. What is okay? So, it, are are you into Peta? Or like, is that your thing? No. So so I call I uh, it's P E E T A, right? Right. I know uh, it. I know P E A T A or whatever it is. Yeah, so, so my oh, no, uh, it's PIT. What the fuck is it? Oh my god! Well, it's supposed, uh, like PETA, the food is PITA, ITA, and then PETA, the, the group, group is like ETA. Okay, I but this am is all over the place right now. Go this ahead. is uh, this is two E's, and I just called it that because uh, Pete, you know, drummer ah, Pete. Yeah, um, Pete. Whenever I, whenever I see him, I'm like PETA, you know, from <laughs> oh yeah, Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Lois so, or so, like Pina. So, uh, you know, titling instrumental tracks is a ridiculous, like, <laughs> it's just a ridiculous idea. So I called this one Pina. Because, uh, again, you know, uh, that was one of those tunes that um, we weren't even 100% sure we were going to do in the recording session because we hadn't, like, worked it out all the way yet. But I had the idea in my head, and he... Um, was gracious enough to let me try it and it ended up turning out great so uh i was like you know because because at first he was like well i didn't really you know we haven't really worked that one out and i'm like no it's gonna be it's gonna be dope dude like let's just try it 
let's just try it and if it doesn't turn out okay like that's fine we'll play it twice and if it sucks we'll do it on the next session and uh and he nailed it and the my favorite part about it basically is his you know is the drum track so i was like payda but you payda well let's listen to that one now and then we'll come back all so, right could you could you do the voice payda back yeah totally in the cut groove and I, and I feel like that like sort of speaks to what you're saying how what kind of bass player you are where you're uh you're very pocket and you're just very like you wouldn't even know you were there if you <laughs> if you weren't bobbing your head to the fucking beat in the bass so you know it's Thanks. like yeah it, it's it, it's tight but so you sound like you had uh you know kind of all the time to sort of work on it where were you was this like a home studio project were you working with tim who uh, where were you recording well so so it's weird i didn't have time like unfortunately i didn't have tons of time to work on it you know because i because i'm doing um uh this those two songs were from a session i did with uh, a dude named dylan casey who is uh uh he was a 
a big part of the Redwoods um, collective. And he moved he moved up to LA, um, and he's you know incredibly talented dude, great great guitar player, um, and he has like you know had all the gear kind of set up in in his house, and he was like you know doing demos and stuff for people, and I thought well this could be a nice soft landing for me to like attempt to um, make some music of my own, you know, and he's such a chill guy and he <clears throat> was like very supportive of the idea and enthusiastic about it. So I felt like, okay, like if it's like somebody's living room, it's not so intimidating. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got a great setup over there, man. He's got like awesome gear. Um, and, uh, you know, we, I spent, you know, the weekend over there, um, Pete and I laid down all the rhythm tracks on like a Saturday and then I spent most of Saturday night and all day Sunday just overdubbing stuff. Mm. Um, and then whatever I didn't finish um, overdubbing there, I went to um, Capricorn Studios downtown with uh, this guy named Chris Town, and I overdubbed a bunch of stuff over there too. Um, and then I brought it over to to the kitchen to mix it with Tim. So all three of those guys kind of had their their hands in it so it's 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 really cool man like because it turns into this whole different thing like a lot of people do um tracks you know all at one place in one shop and uh as frustrating as it might be for all these people to have to like kind of share the load i think it turns into something cool you know what i mean yeah definitely like the last round of recordings we did over at this place called audio design um and with a really awesome engineer there, Jordan Andreen, because I, you know, I I like recording the tape, and uh, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, but it is, you know, it's a laborious uh, process, yes. you know, and expensive, um, organic, and expensive. Yeah, but man, like, so if I'm gonna make, who knows? It, this might be one of many, or it might be one of one. Mm. So I'm gonna do it the way that I want to, you know? So you weren't afraid to, to, to spend a little money on this. You were, you were out there ready to do it. Well, I mean, you know, again, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, like, I, I don't want it to, I don't want to half step it, you know? I feel um, And, and, uh, I mean, it's, I've been, you know, teaching a lot of, uh, eight year olds how to play jingle bells to be able to, to make this record. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know for sure uh, man I, for sure you earned it baby uh, you earned it yeah so so you know there's there's a lot of reward um you know in that for sure and 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 again whatever happens you know whether people care for it or not like I, i'll just i'm just happy that like i did it you know of course and i'm pretty close to being done with it um so uh, what uh, yeah. so what are you gonna like is it just gonna be under your name or is it gonna be... i'm gonna call it la barber yeah like, oh, just la barber like madonna barber. that's yeah. tight hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah like prince la barber hell yeah oh, i'm sorry la i, I should have i should have my bad i didn't mean madonna i meant prince like prince yeah. <laughs> oh yeah man that's that's tight i like it i like it Thanks, so yeah well, because, you know, so I grew up back east, and, and everyone back east calls everybody by their last name. Ah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I yeah. Fucking, I used they used yeah, to call so, me fucking Lawfer. Lawfer. Right. What what I part got, of the East, by the way? I'm from Buffalo, New York. So oh, oh, all the way east. My name, my name for forever has been LaBarber, you know. Right. And it's one of those last names that is just easy to um, to call somebody by. So I'm gonna just call the album LaBarber, LaBarber the album, LaBarber the album. And, uh, I like it, man. That's it's solid. Because you know, hey, man, like I, you know, I put, I like. It's there's it's very it's a very La Barber album. <laughs> <laughs> How many tracks? And the fact that it's like musically it's all over the place. Like you know uh, those two tracks I sent you I think are pretty different. Yeah, then, they're yeah totally. And again, I have some folk songs on there. I got some dark hip hop. I got some oh, like kind of grimy like rock jammers. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's just, but that's what I like. So, so. Do you so you said that it wasn't going to be all instrumental. Uh, who are some? No, like? I sing. Too. okay oh awesome yeah so you have songs that you're singing like you wrote words for and everything yeah tight yeah. awesome yeah i just didn't send you any of no those. no that's okay I, I didn't know what to expect I, like i was just like oh these are both instrumental so i'm just i would just assume the whole thing was instrumental like okay sweet no i, I have vocal tracks but i just i just am kind of like finishing those of course up, you know? yeah man no no well no i i can't wait for the unveiling man it's gonna be great when when are you looking to drop the album i don't really know man because Sweet. so i have i have like probably one session worth of overdubs that i still have to do mm. um for a couple of tracks to to be like done done with them right. uh, and then you know, I'll have to mix those and then I have to master those. And then I have to like, you know, um, I'm, I was going to maybe send it off to some people and see if they were interested in maybe putting it out. Um, but if they're not, then I have to like, you know, teach some more jingle bells. To be able to <laughs> bell, you know, um, because, uh, you know, fuck, man, I mean, pr pressing a record is very expensive if it you're is. not planning on like it gets cheaper as you do more of them right right so if you if you make a thousand then yeah they're probably more cost effective um than if you make a hundred or something you know <laughs> um, but uh either way it costs a lot you know it costs it a lot of money to, it to does, make man. It. <clears throat> but foolishly the you know boyhood dream of mine is to hold my own record in my hand <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and, and like just have it and, and, and have whatever, you know, art or on the label and with my name and, you know, like I just want that. Um, so uh, I, you know, I'm going to jingle bells my way to <laughs> it. I, I feel you, man. No, for sure, yeah. man. Like it's great. And, and uh, <clears throat> you're right, man. There's a lot that goes into putting out an album. And, uh, and and it does feel good. It's like we, uh, me and my wife, we record our album at Tim's, and uh, man, we just like that's the only like like recording at Tim's is the only way we want to make albums now. <laughs> uh, and then I want to just make like '80s synthwave music, right? And and uh, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> what the, there was something else that was ridiculous. Anyways, uh, trap music. Yeah, I want to make lots of trap music because there you go. Because those hi hats are fire. Uh, <laughs> So, okay. So, so tell me what, uh, what, what do you, uh, what do you plan on doing with the album other than, you know, trying to get people 
you know, put it out? I mean, like, what were you planning on touring it? Were you planning on playing like uh, shows with it? Bring it, man. I'm not. I'm not much of a tour guy. So. You're just like fuck the road. That is not for me. It's just not my jam, dude. I feel you. you. Know? I feel you. It's hard. Like I, I, but I know that like with the amount of time and energy that I put into this, like it would seem anticlimactic to not do like. Uh, some sort of like release party. Yeah. So I might, I might put a band together like, and this is, you know, it's in the future. So I haven't thought that far ahead, but I'll probably put a band together to play, you know, um, at least a gig to, to celebrate like the release of the album at the very least, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's hard for me to conceive how that is going to work because on the album, you know, I play, aside from the drums i play like 90 percent of the things you know so i would have to either be like okay i'm gonna um i'm gonna you know who's gonna play guitar or what songs do i want to play you know organ on or what songs do i want to play like do i just play bass all night but i can't really play bass and sing at the same time like (laughs) why is that so hard (laughs) it's not because they don't line up yeah they don't like Like, guitar it's like it's pretty easy but man they don't line up if you're playing it right it's hard to line them up yeah right um so because you can't stop either you know like you have to like yeah yeah i don't play bass and sing very well yeah Um, so uh yeah so like i i I have to, I would have to decide like, okay, well, what am I, how, how would I even do this? You know? So there's, there's a lot to it, you know, in, in my mind, but I'll definitely, you know, I know enough talented people where I could probably put a pretty slam and band together and just at at the very least have like one super dope gig um, um, to celebrate, you know, the, the achievements, you know, to me, it's a monster achievement just because, I never put myself out there like this before, you know, like, yeah. Now is vulnerability. I mean, cause that's, that's vulnerability. There is that something that's sort of like kind of, uh, kind of icky for you or is that something? Well, of course, man. And it's the, <laughs> it was part of the motivation behind it too. Is like ah. I really, the reason I've never done it is because I was scared to, and that's no reason to not do something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The reason I didn't finish a lot of songs that I wrote was because, like, if you don't finish it, then you don't have to do anything with it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to show it to anybody, and you don't have to wait to hear them say whether they like it or not, you know? Right. And so I either have to, like, you know, I have to care less, uh, or I just, you know, you just put it out there, and, and whoever likes it, likes it, and whoever doesn't, doesn't, you know? Um but I'll find out a lot about myself, like in the, in the process, I think of sharing these things, you know, like, Oh, maybe, you know, like if you play, so I play in a band with, with, you know, Nick Costa, who's like this, you know, just such a sick guitar player. So like me showing him a track where I play guitar, it's like, Oh man, (laughs) you know what I mean? No, I do. (laughs) I do pretty well, but like, I mean, you know, like these other, and or Ian from Cardinal Moon, these guys are like, great guitar players you know so so it's funny for me to be like here i, I play guitar a little bit too you know Isn't but like it, that's so funny that we're intimidated really like, by yeah go yeah. ahead no that's i yeah it's it i shouldn't be you know but i sort of low-key am which is why i want to do it you know like for sure man i, I mean uh, like for anything respect from your peers like that's a nice i mean for yourself first but like mm-hmm. when you when you're getting I, I don't know about you but like when 
when you have someone you respect, like one of your peers that you respect a lot, come up and tell you, like, "Hey, yeah, you fucking killed it." Like, like, I doesn't that feel like it holds a little bit more weight for you than if someone just out of the crowd was like, "Wow, you guys are awesome! Thank you so much." And like, yeah. and not not that it's bad, you know, not that I'm trying to hate on anybody who comes up to me after the show is like that's so appreciated, but like. I don't know. For me, the weight comes from like a, a respected peer, and that just makes me all feel like all giddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's also probably the scariest part too. Right. Exactly. Because people I know, yeah, are super good. You know, so it's yeah. like, you know, I don't want to be like, well, what do they know anyhow? Because they know a lot. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, not everyone likes the same kind of stuff that I that I like. So um, I can't, you know other people's opinions shouldn't matter to me really. Like I just, I got to put something out there that I'm proud of um, and, and not make it for anybody other than me. And then maybe that'll translate, you know, to whoever's listening to it that like, there's, you know, there's a lot of LaBarber in that album. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot of LaBarber. <laughs> whole lot of LaBarber in that album, you know? So. <laughs> that That's great, um, man. No, that, that's yeah, wonderful. So, um, so that's the, I, you know, as I'm, I'm trying to like work, really like work through those um, personal issues of mine, you know, through the music. That's what music has always done for me has like um, taught me about myself and like, like um, taught me how to uh, work through issues. And one of my issues now is, yeah, just like um, being out front because I've never done it. So it's, it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, but that's, yeah, again, like I said, that's no reason to not do something. No, you're absolutely right. Um, actually Nick inspired me to start improv classes. Um, I'm going to start. Yeah, I did it with him. Oh yeah, that's right. He said you and him were doing the improv classes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun, you guys, both of you guys, inspired me to, uh, I'm going to sign up and do it this summer at this awesome. cool place in Ann Arbor. And Ann Arbor is like a college town where uh, University of Michigan is um, in this area. Uh, but yeah, man, like that, because that f scares the fuck out of me there. Like, me too. And th th there's me no too. way I would be a stand-up comedian. But like, I feel like, you know, like like uh, improv teams are like bands. And I can relate right. to bands. I can work right. together. I know how to be a team player. So let's let's, let's do it that. And, uh, yeah. I, I'll just never be a stand-up in, in, in any ways. But like... But that's scary. And um, also, I started singing last year. Oh, God. And I hate my voice. And it's like, I, oh, my. Just putting that <laughs> out there. It's so fucking scary. And but like doing it and, and and putting yourself out there like that, I feel better. I feel like I feel like I can accomplish more things. You know, like I feel like these things that seem like insurmountable things that I couldn't wrap my head around or, or, or could ever do seems like a little bit more approachable. You know what I mean? Right. Like when you, when you, when you push past these fears and these, uh, you know, a fear of what people might think of you or fear of people laughing at you or fear of failure. Right. <clears throat> totally. And, and, and that's the whole thing. So you're talking about the singing thing, right? And mm. I like, you know, I, I feel like I, um, you know, I can sing like I, I'm a good I'm a, you know, decent singer. But but then, you know, uh, are you familiar with the Midnight Pine? They're one of the Redwoods. Of band? course. Of course. Okay. Fucking, um, yeah. I, I forgot her name, but she Abby? Shelby. 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 Yeah. So she is, you know, just the one of the best singers that oh, I've yeah. ever heard. 
know, and uh, I and I want to just interject right now, just real quick. I yeah. couldn't listen to Midnight Pines' last album for like almost a year because her voice was so haunting that it like <laughs> literally affected me in a in not a negative way, but it it made me like feel I couldn't handle that, and I, I got feel weird <laughs> and i got past it and now it's so beautiful but like at that time i was going through something that i didn't understand and that only exacerbated it but like it only points out how powerful she is with that voice right. and how powerful that group of musicians are you know right. redwoods musicians and shit and and how the quality of music that's being put out there but please i'm so sorry uh please you were talking about your voice and you're no, singing. so 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 she is you know you were saying she's that i mean that's she's that amazing that's how i feel i have this such reverence for her as a as a singer right mm. so i've been working with her a little bit you know a lot not a little bit on some of my songs and and like helping to polish up the vocals and stuff because she's you know the best so you work with the best person you can and uh um you know of course you get the same thing you're nervous singing in front of somebody who's who's that good or who you think is that good right um and uh first of all just you know she's very positive and enthusiastic about it period but then um without me asking her to even though like i secret dream wanted her to she was like oh you know uh, maybe i'll come in and do harmonies on this on this song um with you and um i was like oh my god i can't like you know <laughs> if if she thought i sucked you know she wouldn't she wouldn't ask me to do you know like she didn't she didn't ask she wouldn't take her time you know like mm -hmm. so so um i was like you know yeah validation from your peers we were talking about that you know and um and so like she came in and sang on a track and did harmonies and it totally makes the track like just so much better than it already was you know and uh to me um it may it also gave me the confidence to like yeah really sing and and not worry about like if I, whether or not I sounded as good as I thought I should. Does that make sense? It does. No. It does. Um, unfortunately for me, like when I hear like the tapes and stuff, when I hear back any recordings, like I like, I'm just not holding those fucking notes, man. <laughs> so, so like I, I'm, 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 that's awesome, man. That's awesome that you're able to find that. And, and, and like the voice is so personal anyways, like it, it is literally like the shape of your body and your face. Right. It's like, it is you, it is, it is everything that is you like just mm -hmm. every shape, every size of the bone in your jaw every bone in your nose is like it is so much you and, and when you put it out there <laughs> i just recoil well, so knowing, it knowing like i you know because i i help people like on all these different instruments and including voice you know teach help you know people and and pump them up and make them confident about themselves but then yeah when it comes down to it being in front of these people that you think are like super super good you know, you see how little confidence you actually have, you know, um, but enough to actually do it. And then for, for, for them to, to hear it, or even, you know, I'll play my, I played some of my songs for, for like Nick and he, and he was like, man, you sound good. I'm like, really? Yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> you know, you just watch your, um, you just watch your, you just watch your musical buddies to fucking love you. It's like, just love me, please. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and, and again, it matters to me probably more than, 
than it, it should, should, but it does. But each little bump in confidence made me like, okay, man, you know, like I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put it out in the world, and and if people care, you know, awesome. If they don't, like I still did it, and 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 that's what it really comes down to for me. Hell yeah, and you love it, and like no matter what anybody else says, it's like, well, I know I I like it, so fuck you. Yeah, it's like this yeah, is me and, baby, and, I'm doing this. Yeah, man, and I appreciate you asking me about it, like caring enough about it to ask me about it too. So like, well, that, it's that. Just like I I really I love I love like I like talking to lead singers and like all that, but I really enjoy talking to like the people who make up projects, you know, like and, and like how they function and how their journey led them to that you know what i mean like so it's like for me it's a treat to talk to uh somebody who's been involved in so many things that i've been so inspired by like just seeing that like seeing i mean and and you know that's just one i mean it's not small but like you know when we're talking about redwoods and kitchen two and, and you know midnight pine and and, and danny bell and and and, and mm -hmm. you know jake and all those guys that's just one aspect of what's going on in san diego that's yeah. not that's not even the full broad spectrum so like so it's just it, it's great you know it's great to see that that this it's great to talk to somebody who's involved with something that that it's so huge to me and, and is still yet one aspect of like such a cool diverse city because i was deeply involved with the reggae scene over there too so like i have like all these ties with like these reggae cats which oh can we, you hang tight for one second mike Sorry. please no problem we're, we're gonna get ready to wrap up here anyways but okay do your thing Okay. You got a student, huh? I did, yeah, but uh, we were confused on the time. So that's, that's totally that's it's perfect it's segue. No, yeah, <laughs> fucking teacher life, baby. Teacher life, baby. Uh, okay, well then let's just wrap up so you can get to your student. I think I think an hour and a half of of, of tearing apart your <laughs> your album and and your oh, life yeah, no is one, a is, no one's gonna want that. No, I I doubt that. I think I think they're gonna want more. I'm gonna get emails, be like, "Bring back La Barber." <laughs> oh well, man, I'll have a lot more to share down the line. So. Right on. Well, fuck it, hey, man. I really appreciate it. So, how can people get a hold of you? How can when your album comes out? How can people find it? You know, how can well, it right now? The best way is, uh, you know, to go to for Instagram. Uh, I have La Barber the album on Instagram. Um, I am. I still. I guess I <laughs> foolishly started a personal Facebook profile thinking that like um that they're really shady about like if you have a business one they hide all your posts yeah so i tried to do a personal one but then i was told that like people will not add you as a friend if they think that you're like just a, if it's like some dude's facebook <laughs> you know instead of, <laughs> yeah, they got instead plenty of, of dudes yeah so, we got plenty but, of dudes in my friends list uh so revamp that a little bit but let's um I'd say, yeah, Instagram, LaBarbera, the album is the best bet for now. And uh, and if anybody wanted to get a hold of you for, for students, are you taking students or are you full? Uh, I am fortunate enough to be full, but who awesome. knows? You know, this might not, uh, things might change. The person who came right now might 
be mad that I was late. So. <laughs> he um, might be mad he's on, doing a podcast instead of teaching him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so. man. Well, I won't fucking keep your time anymore. Uh, thank you so much, Matt. And uh, uh, I'll talk to you real soon, man. Awesome, man. Nice talking to you. There you go, folks. Manny LaBarber. Thank you very much, Manny. I appreciate you coming on the show and taking time out of your day to, uh, you know, chat it up with this old lug. Um, yeah, you can follow Matt. Uh, all the links are in the show notes, so go there. Do that. You can, <laughs> you can also go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and check out the new album, 1018. Is uh, is a uh, uh, an odyssey exploring love, travel, and faith. I don't know about faith, but anyways, you could also check out WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. Uh, it's newly redesigned and wonderful. Um, you can write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Oh. Oh, hey, I'm yawning because it's midnight and I need to go to bed and wake up at like 6 because things. (laughs) But I have to get this done because I know you animals can't have your Wednesday started without this podcast in your ear while I do this and breathe, talking to this terrible microphone hooked to this fucking headphone set. There is something I do want to address from last week's episode, uh, DJ Pressplay, and you can call me an, uh, an asshole, but I'm, I'm kind of just, uh, you know, after the fact that we talked to DJ Pressplay and Chris, um, when we were talking specifically about his adoption and his interaction with his mom, um, I know... That's coming from a place of animosity and and disappointment and and, and sadness and rejection where he where he's talking about you know fuck her, and that's his prerogative, and that's his opinion and and he and that's totally his right to have that opinion. Um, but I but I kind of piled on and was kind of rude about it and. Uh, you know, I can't speak for Chris or DJ Pressplay, and I'm not gonna because you know those are real emotions that he's feeling. But I do want to kind of speak on on uh, beha- uh, behalf of myself is that uh, I do feel like uh, I-, I was a little harsh on his mom, a person who I don't know, and that uh, I'm I didn't take time and you know, think about her side of it, what her side of the story was. And um, I can't imagine someone who has children that kept their children, you know, at least three that we know of that Chris told us about. I couldn't imagine anybody who kept, you know, her children, some of her children and not one and not have a a story about it or, or something, you know, something, maybe something terrible. Maybe she made a bad choice. You know, whatever it was, we don't know the circumstances. And it was kind of rude of me just to sort of uh, call her out like that, like, in a rude way. I don't usually do this. I don't usually, I'm not really apologize. I'm actually, is more of a reflection. 
and it's something that I've been thinking about, and I thought that I would share that because I, I just, I think it's important that we think about it from both sides, and um, especially someone objective, someone out of the, you know, I'm not connected emotionally to uh, Chris and his mom's relationship. Um, but in that moment, I was only, and, and I was thinking from a father's perspective or, the, or a parent's perspective, like, how could you do that? But <clears throat> this happens all the time because of, of, of terrible situations like rape or, or incest or something like that, um, or, or a bad decision. Maybe she cheated on her husband like, uh, like Chris or DJ Pressplay was suggesting. We don't know the situation Obviously, she don't want to talk about it. So, it's just been something I've been thinking about. And uh, it just sort of been weighing in on my brain. So, I sort of waited towards the end here to sort of get that off of my chest. Because I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to rain on Maddie's parade. You know, Maddie LaBarber, our guest this week. And it's just really, this is just sort of a cleanup section maybe this will be a new segment mike goes back and uh re uh, addresses the the rude shit that he says on on the previous episode that's a long uh that's a long that's a very long title for a segment okay so it's getting late it, again it is midnight and i added an extra few minutes to this whole podcast just so i could tell you my thoughts on what I said. So I, I think it's time to go, especially now that I see myself sort of waning and uh, my eyes are drooping. And you have long, long ago stopped listening to this. So I'm going to go ahead and say, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next week with... Uh, Wait, wait, I think it's Carmen, uh, Carmen Miller, Miss, Mrs. Carmen Miller, I should say. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Fresh.